So welcome back to another episode of the IC Pixels Podcast. This is David. This is Anthony. And uh, we we interrupted a conversation we were having to start uh, recording this podcast. <laughs> so conversation about not knowing what to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we were, t- <laughs> we were talking about how we didn't have anything to talk about, and then we realized we had something to talk about, so we started recording it. Well, and on our last episode, we talked about NFTs. I think that was the last one. Yep. Yeah. And, um, well, you mentioned that you asked if I had started creating one yet, and I was like, no, I still don't get it. And then um, we started talking about coins. Um, and a question emerged, you know, would you accept coins as payment? I mean, nobody's going to, I mean, somebody may pay you with Bitcoin. I don't know. That well, this is my thing. Okay, but Bitcoin, a lot of people that are serious about it, they ain't letting it go for nothing. They're not going to be buying stuff with Bitcoin, yeah, anytime soon. But they may that may change as it becomes more mainstream that people do start to buy things with Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, I know with Cash App, you can definitely pay somebody with Bitcoin. Yeah, you can send somebody Bitcoin. And I've so, seen websites. It was like, oh, ten percent less if you buy this in Bitcoin. And I'm like. Of course, you do that. No, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, is it you know, is that? I wonder about what the evolution of that is. You know, for what do you mean? Do you, I mean? So I, I feel like, from my perspective, Bitcoin is definitely going to become more and more legitimate as a currency. I mean, it, people have been legitimizing it because, like, major corporations are you know putting it on their. Um, on their books and stuff like that, as well as, you know, more and more places are accepting it. So it's definitely becoming a more legitimate currency. But, um, I don't know, there's, there's a limited amount of it. So I imagine, you know, as it becomes more legitimized, its value will continue to increase because it's not like the American dollar that's not backed by anything. And there's kind of just the amount of dollars that are available is kind of just based on how many we decide to print. So yeah. there's always uh, inflation and stuff like that that could happen. So I was saying for myself, I don't own, I probably own like $50, $60 worth of Bitcoin. Because um, I just use it cash app to buy it. But um, would I accept it as payment? Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. If I needed to live off that money, then maybe not. But you know, I'm in the situation. I'm currently in the position where I don't need to live off of the money I make from. I don't need to fully live off the money I make from freelancing because I I made sure I have multiple streams, um, lakes and waterfalls and rivers and all that type of stuff. So the tributaries. Yeah, tributaries. <laughs> so um, if I needed to live off the money, then I may say, hey, well. So the other thing is, it's not that hard to convert from Bitcoin to regular dollars if you needed to do something. So. I would probably still take it, but for me, a lot of the, uh, at least personally, at this moment in time, a lot of the money I make via freelancing is just, it, I use it to reinvest. So currently, like um, a few weeks ago, somebody paid me on Cash App for, for a job. All that money went straight into the stock market yeah. or into you know Bitcoin or whatever. And so <clears throat> was it like $10,000? No. But um, in the future, you know, if I need to pull that money out, I can easily sell those stocks or sell some Bitcoin or whatever. So I, I would definitely take it because I, I believe at least Bitcoin is pretty legitimate. Some of these other ones, maybe not. 
because it's all like uh you saw jim jones jones has his own coin like everybody's got their own coin now but yeah well i mean uh, i don't I think want I something that's understand. gonna <laughs> actually be worth something in the future i don't think i fully understand what makes a coin legitimate you know mm-hmm. is it you know like what you know what is it you know i mean because for me like yeah like dogecoin it's like you know it started out as a joke but when you start making money off of it it's like wait is this a joke you know or is it like you know the pump and dump kind of situation you know or yeah you know what is it because i mean my thought is like you know do i hold on to it i mean i've got 200 something of them i had like 400 something at one point but then i cashed out um then i'm like well oh, should i say it? but i have like 200 something now and it's like, how long do I want to hold that? I'm going to see, because I'm not hurting for that money right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to see. Because, yeah, part of my theory is, like, do I hold this? And then when it hits a high and I'm like, eh, and I cash out and then put it into something, you know, like, like okay, cashed out a Doge, put it into ETC or, or in, the, in the Bitcoin or something like that. <clears throat> you know, just to, you know, move it from one place that's a little sketchy, <laughs> you know, to, like, something a little more legitimate, you know. Or like some people feel like, oh, go buy stocks or whatever. But I'm like, man, stocks ain't making me no money right now. So, <laughs> yeah, it, I think you know it just depends on the longer short term. I mean, you know, and if would I take payment for it? I don't know. I don't even know how that's gonna work because it's like people get paid. There's multiple coins, yeah, and it's like, do you say like, you know, is it like a Visa, Mastercard thing? It's like, no, I take, I'll take Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I'm not taking Dogecoin for payment. You know, is it, you know? <laughs> Like, what is, you know, what is the, uh, you know, are people going to be, you know, asking for Bitcoin, I mean, for a cryptocurrency on the street now, you know, it's like, I don't have any cash on me. It's like, yeah, but send me some Bitcoin, you know, yeah, like, yeah. is that, I got cash <laughs> out, send me some Bitcoin, send me some, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was yeah. thinking about that the other day, like, if, if things were to transition where salaries and things like that were paid in coins or some other currency, mm-hmm. then it becomes a negotiation factor because you can't like, you know, let's say you made $20,000 in American dollars. Now, what does that translate to in Bitcoin? Like yeah. you get half of Bitcoin a year. And then I, let's say I didn't want Bitcoin. I wanted Ethereum. Then what does that translate? Like it's constantly yeah. calculated and figured out, but I guess that still applies to what we do now. Cause you know, the dollar, the value of the dollar goes up and down in relation to, you know, the pound or the, the Euro and the yen and all that other type of stuff. So I don't know a lot about it, but yeah. I mean, maybe it's a, uh, instead of getting paid in it, it's like, well, you know, kind of like, instead of like your, you know, whatever, what is it? People get in their jobs, the, uh, KO one, uh, 401k. KO1. You know, 401ks and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, giving you options. It's like, all right, well, you know, we, we give you a percentage of a coin or something. Which, at this point, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be in the future, but at this, at this point, that's more valuable than money, than, you know, American dollars, you know. It's just the money that I'm putting playing with right now in the stock market or buying coins and stuff. I mean, what's not a ton of money. I said that, like, it's like thousands of millions of dollars. It's not tens of dollars that I'm playing with right now it's like I'm like what if I just took some of the money out of my savings one of my savings accounts that isn't really doing you know like I have a savings account that's just a keep the change account so it doesn't really got any money in there and it's like why am I putting the money here why am I doing that 
that extra money would be a, do me a lot better in the stock market. <laughs> so I had a conversation very similar to that with a friend of mine. Because, of course, you know, my job matches my 401k and all this other stuff. And so it's I've been working, you know, let's say it's 2020. So uh, at least the last 15 years, 10, 15 years or so, I've had a job with a 401k of some sort. And of course, the money's grown a little bit, but I know for certain if I had, let's say, let's say I have $20,000 in my 401k. If I took that $20,000 and put it into, let's say Peloton at the beginning of the pandemic, I'd have a lot of money right now. Of course, I would have sold, oh, sold it. I would have sold it. I would have sold it before yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> but, or, yeah, you I know. I sold them like two weeks ago and cashed out. I mean, I had, I would have had more if I sold earlier, but yeah. I get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I only have like, one or two stocks of them and I didn't sell I'm just sitting on it but like that's that's the thought like if I have more money to play with then of course the risk is greater but also the reward is greater and thus far with some of the stuff I've done I'm, I came out okay like 99% of the time so uh, I think that that's an interesting thought because of course the, the 401k people are going to say oh we're we're doing all this stuff perfectly and planning it out perfectly so that you can retire or whatever age and all this other type of stuff. But um, it's nice to have some control. So me personally, I have my 401k stuff, but then I have another account that's just basically like a savings account. And I have it in, it's basically in the stock market. It's, it's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically a, a brokerage account, I guess you could call it. So they set it up so I'm invested in different EFTs and it's spread across different accounts so that it's kind of diversified and somewhat safe. I don't make a lot of money in there, but I make more than I would if I just left my money in the bank gaining interest. Yeah. Yeah. Getting like $7 over the past. <laughs> I remember years. like... Yeah like early 2010s or so when the interest rates were a little higher on savings accounts mm. I used to you know make a few dollars in interest but um, at this point nah there's very very little I, you know I make a few maybe a few dollars per year in interest yeah. and I'm not going to say exactly how much money I have in the bank account but have enough where I should be making more money than that. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, my goal is I mean, I'm I'm would like to buy a house or you know start investing in buying houses, you know, whatever, all those things. And it, my idea is like, you know, you got to save up money for that. But how long is that going to take? You just putting it in the bank account? That's going to take forever, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, so and yeah, you can cut back and do all these kind of things but it's like I don't want to always live in the, with the mindset of lack when there's so many ways to get money out here right and, and sometimes it, yes you can save not you can cut back on your spending and live make sure you're living below your means you should do that I'm not saying that but you know like I don't believe in the uh, operating in, I don't think the operating in the lack mindset set is the way to go all the time it's like find a way to you know even with you know paying off things you know it's like yeah it would be great to pay off things but you know I guess because uh, I was listening to something they're saying you know you could be 
debt free a lot of people think debt free is the ultimate goal i mean it would be nice yeah but you know you're debt free when you're seven but doesn't mean you have money or freedom or anything else like that whereas like you know you could you know make sure you're investing and flipping your money to get out of debt not just cutting back on everything in existence to get out of debt because you could be investing in yourself or something else that will help you get out of debt you know right so I, yeah. I kind of agree with you. So, I mean, I, I know that, like, ideally, as they say, you should get you a man who can do both. You should, of course, live as, in my opinion, live in a frugal manner so that you can, you know, have extra money. Like, use your money wisely, I guess I should say. Not necessarily live frugally, but use your money wisely. Yeah. So, um, you're not wasting your money. But then, also, don't just hope that your bank account or your 401k will be there for you at retirement or when you need something because it may not be so you have to take on some responsibility as well (laughs) yeah and that's kind of what i try and do i I don't i just don't trust that go ahead i think that's what i think that's kind of the best approach is yes i'm going to put some money in the savings account but i'm not gonna put all my money over there i'm gonna put some money i'm gonna put some in the streets yeah, because if you're like, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're just holding the money to yourself, that's in the Bible too. It's hard to make it grow, but if you put it in the streets, not in the streets, in the streets, but in in mm. the, the the investment streets or uh, real estate streets or flipping stuff on eBay streets or buying sneakers and selling them streets, or there's, whatever kind of streets they are, put them in the streets. Or there's or there's street streets. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do that, you could do that, but. I mean, you can do a lot of different things on the streets. They don't. They don't all have to be legal. I mean, illegal. Oh, sorry, I mean, illegal. <laughs> or <laughs> they don't all have to be aggressively illegal either. Well, so that's that's why I say like like Wu Tang Financial said, you got to diversify your bonds. So you should obviously like I invest in the stock market. I invest in other things. I invest in real estate, and I also invest in myself because investing in yourself by like uh learning new skills and things like that that makes it possible for me to make more money which gives me more money to invest and it's all cyclical so if i can get to the point where i can make six figures that's way better for my bank account and my investments and i can be more risky and i can take more risk and hopefully get more rewards than i could if i only made twenty thousand dollars a year because if i only make 20 and you know i have my bills and everything i'm I'm, everything has to pan out perfectly in yeah. in terms of investments. If anything goes bad, I'm screwed. And it's yeah. time to shop for uh, cardboard boxes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and like, I don't know, I mentioned it on another episode. Um, once again, I mean, disclaimer, not a financial advisor. Um, I think I'll name the episode that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Um, that talked about, you know, doing gig work, you know, if you're somebody that has a job and you're not really hurting, hurting for money, I mean, well, even if you are hurting for money, it's still a good idea, but you know, easy way to make quick money that you can play with. If you're looking for a way, it's like, okay, well, I don't have enough to play with to get started. Then yeah, go, go drop off some dominoes or some random Chinese food real quick. And you got some money to play with. (laughs) I remember when I first moved up here. I was single or I was not married I should say whatever you want to call that and 
so I had a lot of time after work and I was really considering taking on like a, a holiday job like at the mall yeah just for extra money to do stuff with at the time I was probably going to blow it on clothes yeah. or stuff in my car or something like that but that's that's exactly what you're talking about is what I've, I've kind of tried to do is like I will take on freelance jobs or whatever for the purpose of hey I want to buy something or I want to invest in something yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm doing it to pay off my car mm-hmm. just so I don't have to take it out of my regular money yeah <laughs> but I mean you know I could do I, I could easily work more and make more money and and you know have extra too but I'm mainly doing it for that and then okay but then there's a conflict that I run into it's a do I spend more time out here in these streets doing that or should I be trying to um, you know pick up more design work that can pay more but usually takes more effort right <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's where that's something that I've faced and that's kind of why I didn't take on a job doing like uh, retail sales or something like that because I was like I could get a job at like Foot Locker or you know some clothing store that sells stuff I want and then Mm. I immediately don't have to spend any money on that stuff or I spend significantly less because my job gives me a discount plus any extra money I make I can put in savings or money because every day you see something that when I worked at Walmart, every day you, I would see something that like, oh, do I need that? <laughs> Let me just buy <laughs> that, it just in that case. That does not work. You just end up buying. Yeah, I think it's like Walmart. One of Walmart's number one customers is their employees. <laughs> you just looking at stuff all day. No. Yeah, but uh, so I guess it's a, it's a it's a cute idea, but no. Yeah, you got to be disciplined. But I think <laughs> the uh, the point I'm getting to is that as you do that, you have to really evaluate like the opportunity cost. So yeah. let's say I could get a part-time job. Let's say we do stocking at Costco or somewhere like that, or Walmart, Walmart's maybe like 15 yeah. minutes from my house. I'd probably have to be over there for however long the shift is four, eight hours or something like that. So I do that. I make some money doing that. And then I'm able to invest that money or do something with it. Cool. But what am I giving up? I'm of course, giving up time away from my family, which you know that happens sometimes you do have to hit these streets to make the money uh to bring home the proverbial bacon or the vegan meat slices whatever they're called but um mm-hmm. let's say you know let's say hypothetically that job paid ten dollars an hour but then i could do something from home where i'm still around my family i can help out my kids with homework i can do whatever i can i have a whole lot more flexibility in terms of what i can do but i'm at home but let's say it only pays seven dollars an hour instead of ten so at the face of it if you just look at the dollar amounts you might be like oh no i'm going to work for walmart that's ten dollars an hour that's three dollars every hour but if i got to drive to walmart every day that's gas money that's wear and tear on my car that's tires that's oil changes that's air filters spark plugs all that stuff i gotta fix on my car car insurance I mean, I'm going to have to pay in car insurance anyway, but it's like all these costs go into that. But if I stay at home, I eliminate 99% of those costs. Of course, I got to have, maybe I got to have Wi-Fi at home, which I probably had anyway. So when you evaluate it yeah. that way, that's how I try and evaluate things. And that's why, like when I was considering getting that job at the mall, basically, I was like, nah, I'll, I'll keep doing my side hustle business because, um, yeah. 
if I keep doing this freelance design work and things like that, it builds opportunity, longer term opportunities. Like I'm not going to work at the gap in the mall after, you know, January because they, I'm a seasonal worker. They don't want me there anymore. Or even if they do, I'm not interested in working in the gap at all. I only did it for a season because I wanted it. But if I do the freelance work or whatever, then if it's something I'm interested in doing, then you know, this work I do now can lead to additional work in the future, which leads to additional work in the future, which leads to additional opportunities or whatever in the future, which is what I want versus a career at the gap, which I don't want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, nowadays, I guess it's the beauty of the time we live in now is that there are opportunities to do things that don't, take as much time out of your day because yeah job at Costco or at the mall that's a schedule yeah you got to be there at that time the stuff you can do now with gig jobs like I can clock in and clock out at any moment I want to you know (laughs) nobody gets anything about it which you know that that's the I mean and you know that but it's still the balance of like you're right because you're putting the time that you're spending and it's like could you arguably make more money in that time period yeah you may have to follow up on invoices and annoy people and deal with that but ultimately, you're probably doing less effort. It may not be as consistent. That's the only difference is the consistency. And, you know, it's just kind of like one of those things, like, what do you mm-hmm. want? Like, Well, so the one thing I was going to say about that... I've, I've, I've ran into that conflict. Well, the one thing I was going to say about that is that the, the... For some people, and for me probably too, the benefit of, like, taking that job at Walmart versus doing something from home or uh, doing freelance work is that that job at Walmart has structure and if you don't follow the rules, you're going to get fired. If you're not there on time, you're going to get fired. Like all those things force you to be disciplined. And if you don't have that discipline on your own, then staying at home and saying, Oh, I'm doing freelance work, but you're really watching Netflix. You might as well, like you might as well not say yeah. that because you're not doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So sometimes for me, at least some things that like, if I don't want to learn a new software or something like that, sometimes it, I have to either force myself to to follow the structure and and be disciplined or I will spend money on a class because then I'm like, oh, I paid for this. I'm going to get my money's worth because that forces me to do better. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing where you have to know yourself. Once you know yourself, uh, there's some song I used to listen to by Talib Kweli, I think, or most deaf, one of them two, basically saying like, knowledge of self is one of the most powerful things you can have because if you know yourself then you can know what will what's what's going to work best for you yeah yeah because yeah we're i mean we're talking about a level of discipline that you'd have to have to you know be able to manage these different things and have that discipline because yeah it's yeah. tough it's tough because i mean you know just like with a lot of things that we've worked on or designs or different things it's like yeah well you know if we put in the effort we could turn this into a thing yeah, but, but we didn't <laughs> you know yeah we didn't and we don't have the results we have the results to show that we did not mm-hmm. put in the effort and you know so it, it's you know sometimes sometimes I think that is a struggle it's because you can find because nowadays there are those little gig things you can do where it's guaranteed money short term yeah. money but I, it can be a trap, too, because it's like, all right, well, you know, short-term money. I know that I can get this. I don't have to work that hard for this, so I'll just continue to do this versus, you know, if I spent some, invested some time in, 
this other thing, then maybe I don't have to drive anywhere at all, you know? <laughs> maybe that, you know, maybe I can get out of this because it's, you're, it's, you're, it's just a churn. Yeah, you know? so... It's not a goal. It's like you're just paying bills, which is great. But, yeah, you need a goal. You need a plan. You need a, you know, need something. So that's where <laughs> I try to... It's again, it's a discipline and a discipline thing because, you know, let's say you have a day job or whatever, you of course need to invest a certain level of time there to maintain that job. But then you also need to invest some time in improving yourself. You need to invest some time in learning new things. You need to invest some time into actually investing the money that you've made. So you've got to manage putting some time into all these different things that work towards the future you want. And so you know like some like we have t-shirts and stuff like that that we don't do that much promotion for if we were to invest some time in that let's say i pick one i'm gonna spend one hour this week working on that that puts you every every you know hour you put in that puts you closer to the point where now i don't need to invest these eight hours a day doing this other thing you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that, which you know is the goal you know to have that residual but yeah I think I think I mean a lot of people look for that quick the quick way you know they'll do the get the you know whatever they need to do for a week to get the residual income but it's like residual income is I don't know I think you need to not approach it lazily because yeah. I think a lot of people myself included I preach I approach it lazily it's like oh yeah yeah, man, that'd be great. I'm just looking for an easy way to make some money and not do any work. Where it's like residual income requires you to do some upfront work, maybe a mm-hmm. lot of upfront work, so that it turns into residual. <laughs> you know, that's 100% true. So, my story regarding that, I have a property that basically we used to live in here in Maryland, and uh, when we moved out, we wow. rented it out to my wife's sister-in-law, and she lived there for a while, but then. There was a problem with the water heater, the house flooded, all kinds of things went wrong. The insurance paid to get everything fixed. But after they finished, there was still some stuff that needed to be fixed up in order for me to get it ready for rent. Like it needed some paint, uh, like some doors need to be installed, some electrical work, stuff like that. So I used to go over there. I would go work, go to my job, work my eight hour day. And then after work, I would go over there and spend an hour or two just working on it every day. And I used to do that, I wanna say it was from like, March until June. So like three months of doing that. Mm-hmm. I didn't go over there every every day, but most days I would go over there after work, do a little work, clean things up, like clean it out. Just junk that was left in the house and taking all our stuff out of the house and getting it painted, talking to the real estate agents and all that stuff. So after I did all that, invested the three months of time, I got somebody living there. And now they're living there to this day. So this happened like in 17, I think. So they're still living there now. So I get rent every month, but it's because I put in some time up front. Cause I could have just not done that. And I could have just like let the house sit or I could have tried to sell it, but it wouldn't have sold for that much unless I put in that work. So I've seen the benefit of doing that because once you do it, once you put in, you know, however much work it requires, depends on what you're doing but once you put in some work on those type of residual things let's say you know if you don't mind doing the work let's say I put in some work on one thing and I put in some work on another thing and I put in some work on another thing if you're constantly putting in work on different things and getting them set up in the pipeline 
for that residual to come then one day down the line you're gonna notice hey I'm, I'm I have a lot more money in my bank account than I expected and I'm gonna keep getting it every month as long as you know that residual work I did was right and sometimes you got to go back and do a little bit yeah. more work you might have to go touch up like I, if somebody if my people move out this house I'm gonna have to go clean it up again and paint again and all that type of stuff but then once I'm done it's back to that residual again so that's how I think about it is like I like to try and keep things in the pipeline so as soon as that house was up and running I could have gone and tried to buy another house and get it up and running and buy another house and get it up and running and then get, get another house and once you've done that a few times now my salary is replaced and it doesn't have to be a house it could be something else that yeah. you're doing it could be investing in the stock market or <clears throat> making some NFTs or whatever it is Bitcoin it's selling, yeah, selling t-shirts, t-shirts even just you know yep. just something basic like anybody I mean because I, I just had I just thought about something it's like because of technology now it has made things so easy like the selling the t-shirts it's made it so easy for people that it make it's kind of counterproductive for people <laughs> that may struggle with that um, dedication yeah. to a thing because if we actually printed out and had t-shirts sitting around our houses that we had to sell we would be pushing them a lot more but the fact that we're selling through a website alienmuffin.threatless.com where we don't have any physical product it's all on demand we don't have to look at it every day it's yeah we I, I, I don't think about it every day so right. I don't push it every day I don't I don't put any effort into it. I didn't spend any time making these shirts. I didn't have to pick them up. I didn't have to order them. I don't have to store them. I don't have to do anything with them. And so it brought it. It um, if that's not your primary focus, it takes away from the in front of you aspect of it, where you think about it and you're willing to push it and everything because you just literally forget about it because it made it too right. easy for you. Well, so that's again. I think it's a discipline thing. I have to for myself. I try and make sure I'm investing time in. The different things that I want to be successful every week, whatever those things are, it could just be like it could yeah. be simple as like investing time in your family or a relationship yeah. with your significant other, but it also may be investing time in your T-shirts that you want to sell or whatever it is. And if I invest, even it doesn't have to be a lot of time either, yeah. because a lot of times, like we've talked about before, most times the things that I need to do to make money don't take long. Like if yeah. I. I can sit at the computer and be distracted and waste a bunch of time designing something where I can not be at a computer and then I can come be focused, ready to do my work, sit down, do the work in 30 minutes and be done and get paid. But and I don't often do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, there can be different reasons. Sometimes with creative stuff, I mean, you know, it's like sometimes you don't have the inspiration isn't striking yeah. or, you know there can be different reasons if it's why not striking is, me yeah, I shouldn't sit at the like, computer uh, and wait for it well no because no. sometimes I will no, you and shouldn't. I just come up with a lot of BS that I can't use and it's like well I just wasted hours doing nothing but um, one thing I was going to ask you now that uh, yeah. the streets are opening back up I know they've been open in Atlanta since COVID started but are you noticing an uptick in like work <laughs> coming in or clients contacting you about stuff um 
I've had a couple of projects lately that people sought me out. Um, I haven't. I can't say that I've tried to market myself at all, honestly, because I've just. I don't know. I just haven't had time. Like, well, that's not true. It's not that I haven't had time. Mm-hmm. I've just been distracted lately. That's the more honest action answer. I haven't been making time for side work, honestly. So, um, but I've had a couple of people contact me, and so I've had a couple of th- different things come in, which makes me think about these things. Like, well, let me sit down and spend some time on this, and so that I can, yeah, I may not get that immediate mm-hmm. money right then, but you know, when they do pay me, then right. I'll get paid. Yeah, I've had. I just need to spend a little bit of money, a little bit of time here. But I mean, there's been people coming in, but not. I wouldn't say they're right. beating the door down. And, I mean, I don't, I don't have time for that much work, mm-hmm. man, honestly. So I haven't had a major uptick because I think a lot of people are just like, "Ooh, we can go outside," and they're going on vacation. But I'm thinking later this summer, I'll probably see an uptick in things. As some like, I know last summer a lot of events got canceled and things like that. So as some of these events come back online and yeah. things like that, or come back into being in person, um. I expect to see some uptick, yeah. but I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them just never come back to being in person or not fully in person, where they're like partially online and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I yeah. I've I've had some some uptick, but I wasn't. I'm not counting on it because I wouldn't be surprised if things are kind of slow for even a little while longer, as people. You know, things open back up because. Even though, like, a lot of people got vaccinated and all yeah. that type of stuff, stuff I mean, is still, a lot of stuff is still closed or restricted and, you know, numbers are limited and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and people are not willing to take a lot of risk right now, right. probably. Like, starting a new business or, you know, you know, it, you know, we're not back to that point where everybody's trying to start their own little side business that'll be out of business in a couple of months, but we made the logo and it's fine and I'll take your money. Um... <laughs> We're not back to that yet. No, I don't think so. It's it's like you know. I mean, I've got like a business card thing, and if somebody has like a T-shirt idea, they got to do a design for stuff like that. But nothing like really like ambitious <laughs> yet. So I don't know. But I mean, I think it'll come yeah. back in time. We'll see. I mean, I think like with all of this, in terms of the investing and. You know, residual income and all this type of stuff. I think it's all important. The whole and in terms of business, with you know, clients coming back because of COVID and whatever, I think it's important to be able to pivot because I think a lot of people that companies and organizations that went out of business it's just because they didn't pivot. And so you have to be able to yeah. pivot or like adjust yeah. your attention to what what's important or what's gonna work for me now, versus what worked last year. Because yeah. if I keep doing that, it ain't gonna work. What worked before? Yeah. Yeah. So, as listeners to the IC Pixels podcast, we suggest that you pivot over to alienmuffin.threadless.com and uh, <laughs> buy the t-shirts, t-shirts that we don't promote. Please, except for at the end of our website. I mean, whatever items <laughs> you see that you were interested in, purchase them. Um. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in take that, take to this that. episode. Hopefully, uh, so this episode was late because I was out of town, but uh, hopefully our next episode won't be the same. Yeah. Yeah.